Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical, underage sale prohibited. Introducing Zone Nicotine Pouches, the perfect balance of unparalleled comfort, longer-lasting flavor, and nicotine that satisfies. Whether you're zoning in during the race or zoning out after a tough day at work, Zone gets you there faster and keeps you there longer. Available in seven flavors and in six and nine milligram strengths. Find Zone at zonepouches.com and retailers near you. Own your Zone with Zone Nicotine Pouches. And welcome on in. It's another episode of NASCAR Coast to Coast presented by Whelan Engineering. On the road, in the air, and around the world, Whelan is trusted to be seen, trusted to be heard, and trusted to perform. I'm MRN pit reporter Chris Wilner. As always, out in Connecticut, Stafford Motor Speedway is the site for Kyle Ricky. Hi, Kyle. How's it uh, going? It's a lot warmer here in Charlotte than I'm sure it is out there. We're, we're pushing 80 degrees this week. It's starting to feel like race season's officially here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's, it's pushing 40 here uh, oh. and about 40 degrees cooler than uh, where I was at just a couple of days ago at Daytona International Speedway. So um, the body doesn't know where it is and, and how it should feel. But, uh, you know, either way, I'm at a racetrack and it's been a it's been a great week. It was a great week of racing down uh, in Daytona and in the Daytona region. Yeah, that's right. You were a part of the Motor Racing Network's coverage all of Daytona Speed Weeks, including the big Arc Menard series opener on Saturday. Uh, Kyle, a lot of talking on the airwaves, but how much fun was it to see the energy? I think the whole week, starting from Wednesday all the way through the weekend, and of course the Daytona 500, the amount of people down there and the excitement around this race season. Yeah, I mean, it started with uh, the announcement of the grandstand sellout about three weeks ago. Then uh, a week before the 500, they announced a complete sellout uh, with the infield completely sold out. Um, we saw it, like you mentioned, the entire week, the short tracks around the region, the first weekend, even when Mother Nature was there, the people were there. Uh, the biggest crowd in over a decade for a NASCAR Craftsman Truck Series race, the biggest crowd since the redesign of Daytona International Speedway's uh, stadium-type seating uh, for the Xfinity Series, and a crowd pushing 150,000 for the Daytona 500. You can't ask for much more than that. Uh, the week was great, except for Friday's I wouldn't even call it a rain out. It was like a, um, I, I, it, was, it misted the whole time. It was the like most missed out. <laughs> one of the most annoying races I've ever been a part of because you know you you do all the build up, yep. they come off turn four, they go green, and in comes this big wave of mist, and they don't even get to turn number one before the caution flag is out, uh, and that was pretty much the theme of the night for the trucks. But other than that, um, it was a great week. And a great weekend for the Arkham Menard Series, obviously kicking off 60 years at Daytona. Coming up on the show, we've got the winner, Greg Van Alst, will join us as we uh, recap his big emotional win at Daytona. First career win for Greg. Uh, he ran a couple races in 2001, 2002, and then suddenly reemerged in 2022 for a full season. And uh, now is a Daytona winner in the Arkham Menard Series. So we have him coming up, of course, the 57th Annual World Series of Asphalt. New Smyrna wrapped up this weekend as well. We'll talk about that. But Kyle, the Arca race on Saturday afternoon on the Motor Racing Network, 41 cars took the green flag. And early on, some heavy hits for some drivers like Scott Melton, uh, as well as uh, I think it was Tim Richmond, too, hit the inside wall off in yep. turn four. But kind of had a little bit hard time getting going. But once it did, it was really good. 
Yeah, uh, a lot of caution. Unfortunately, more caution laps and green flag laps. I believe it was 42 yellow to 38 green uh, over the 200-mile distance. Um, you mentioned Tim Richmond, big hit off turn four. Glad he was okay. Scott Melton got into the wall in turn three, caught fire. He climbed out literally right below the Sunoco Tower where I was in turn number four. Glad he was okay. Both of those incidents took a while to clean up. Um, but I tell you what, uh, it was a very diverse fields. Um, in years past, we saw those Venturini cars hook up and go, and, and we had Bill on last week. They had won the last five ARCA races at Daytona. Not to be the case this year. They had a tough time finding each other on the racetrack. I believe uh, Amber Balkin, the highest finishing Venturini car, finishing in the sixth spot. A lot of family-owned teams in the top five. I believe three of the top five, including Greg Van Alst. Also, Mandy Chick, uh, a top five run for Mandy, another one of those drivers coming from the short track series, making her just uh, third Arkham Menard series start, uh, first on a super speedway, has a, had a great run. So a lot of surprises toward the front of the field. Uh, LeVar Scott for Rev Racing. Um, great, great race. And I can't wait to see how the rest of the season is going to play out because of it. Yeah, absolutely. Of course. And, you know, we talked about it going into the race, too, with Frankie Muniz making his full time. Yep. Uh, start in the Arkham Menard series. Awfully impressive for the uh, actor of Malcolm in the middle. Surely can uh, make waves in the racing scene for sure, as uh, unfortunately some contact he had to come from the back, but he ended up just outside the top 10. Probably had a car good enough to finish inside the top five if it wasn't for that incident. So uh, really, really good start to his season. But of course, it's all about uh, Mr. Greg Van Alst and the move that he did to win the race on the final lap, working with Connor Mosack uh, to get that push around uh, Josh White. And at the very yep. end, it was Greg, and the emotions just spilled out afterwards. Probably one of the coolest uh, celebrations I think I've seen just from the pure emotive standpoint uh, for Greg winning that race and uh, saying uh, the guys like him aren't supposed to do it, but true underdog story. Yeah, guys like him are supposed to do it, and, yeah. and we've seen it. We've seen it quite a bit over the over the years, especially at Daytona and and at all the tracks on the schedule. And you know, he was good enough last year, um, put enough funding together to run the entire twenty race schedule. Something not easy these days um, for a, a tour that is grinding as the Arkham Menard series with all the different types of racetracks uh, that you have to prepare for and that you have to you know, develop as a driver. I mean, you're dirt racing twice, you're road course racing, short tracks, intermediate tracks, Pocono, super speedways, and they're all part of the schedule. He ran the whole tour, finished fifth in points. The four drivers ahead of him in the standings aren't coming back to ARCA this year. They have moved on to the NASCAR Craftsman Truck Series and Xfinity Series. So, you know, he immediately becomes a, a favorite to potentially win the championship. So, um, got off to a, a great start, the best start that you could get off to with a win at Daytona. So it'll be interesting to talk to him in a bit and see how he thinks the rest of the season may play out. Yeah, so your top five finishers, Connor Mosack came home second. Sean Cor, career best third for him, uh, one yep. of the veteran racers in the Arkham Art Series. And, of course, LeVar Scott, we mentioned, uh, NASCAR driver, diversity driver, now with Rev Racing, finished inside the top five and fourth. And, of course, Mandy Chick, what an effort for Mandy finishing in the fifth spot. All right, well, we talked about Greg, the emotional win, what it could do for his career. Why don't we ask him about it? He's standing by on the line coming up next after this break. Come on back. NASCAR Coast to Coast presented by Wheelan Engineering is next. Wheelan Engineering, a global leader in the emergency warning industry, designs and manufactures reliable and powerful warning lights, white illumination lighting, 
Sirens, controllers and warning systems for the automotive, aviation and mass notification industries worldwide. Wheeland products are designed, sourced and manufactured in America and tested on site to meet the toughest industry standards. Wheeland Engineering, manufactured in America for over 70 years. We never left and we're here to stay. Welcome back into NASCAR Coast to Coast presented by Wheelan Engineering. There he is, Daytona winner in the Arkham Menard Series opener, the Hoosier from Anderson, Indiana. That is Greg Van Alls. Greg, boy, uh, it's been several days now, but where's the energy level? And have you, uh, has it really sunk in yet that you won at Daytona International Speedway? Yeah, I think it, I think it kind of finally sunk in yesterday once I got home and, and, uh, around, uh, our hometown and, I was able to actually start going through social media stuff. Uh, it's, uh, it's definitely, uh, definitely finally sinking in. I'm, uh, I'm at CB fabricating this morning. So, you know, just trying to, uh, share the excitement, um, with them. As a small family team. And last week, I know a lot of our focus were on the Venturini cars and the Gibbs cars and rev racing. Um, what were your expectations going into last Saturday's race? Um, I felt like the, the race this year was kind of playing out to, to be more in our favor. Um, I, I don't remember how many rookies there were, but I remember my rookie year and, uh, they, uh, I felt like this year was going to be a year that a guy like me or Sean core or Jason Kitzmiller or something like that could maybe pull off an upset win. So, uh, there, there's a lot that you learn, uh, from each, uh, super speedway race that you do. And I felt like this would be the year that, that a guy like us could, could put all that together and, and pull off a win. I know the test back uh, about a month ago or so, you know, was really successful for you and your team. But at what moment before we get to the exact, you know, kind of way you won the race on Saturday, but at what moment through the weekend were you like, okay, we got a legit shot. Was it qualifying? Was it practice, you know, race weekend or uh, what, what kind of led into that belief that, okay, if things fall the right way during the race, we've got a shot. Uh, the test is actually where we were like, okay, I think we have a legit shot, believe it or not. The move that I pulled to win the race, I did that exact same thing in the test. And when I pulled out to pass somebody and did that exact same move, that's when we were like, you know, we probably ought to just put this thing in the trailer because we were in a draft with uh, the 97 car of Kiss Miller and the Gibbs cars, and we were able to do that. So uh, that's the point where we probably thought, hey, we have a legit shot. The cards just have to play in our favor. Luck has to go our way. And uh, uh, the last few years, luck just hasn't played into our favor. And we've been up front. So we thought for sure we had a legitimate shot. But, you know, as the race progressed, uh, every everybody around me kind of kept changing. But I, I was still able to see the front of the line uh, at every restart. So... Uh, I didn't know how strong our car was compared to everybody else, but I felt like we had a, a winning piece. And as long as you could see the front, uh, you you had a shot on Saturday afternoon. I was up in the Snoko Tower just at the exit of turn four for MRN. 
I felt like it was hard to find a flow in that race. I believe there were 42 caution laps over the 80 laps that were run. How about for you as a driver? Was it just hard to, to, to find a groove after getting some consecutive laps, which didn't really happen a whole lot? Uh, a little bit, but our plan was kind of to, to just try to stay up front. Um, yeah. we, we probably could have led some laps, uh, more, more so than what we did, but, uh, right around, I don't remember where it was the halfway mark or something. We had the restart and I started on the outside and I was able to work to the lead. And after we, we lost the lead, we were just trying to kind of stay where we wanted to stay for restarts. Um, we knew there'd be quite a few yellows, uh, and, you know, we got down towards the end of the race and the yellow just kind of fell to our favor and, and we were right where we wanted to be sitting third. Kyle Larson brings his Chevy in four tires to Noco Racing Fuel. From fueling NASCAR champions on the track for over 20 years to innovating 94 octane, the highest octane on the market. Performance is what Sunoco does. All Sunoco fuel at the pump meets the same top tier standards as the fuel used in NASCAR. Money's back here for Ryan Blaney, four tires with Sunoco fuel. From the track to your tank, you can trust Sunoco to help your vehicle perform at its peak. Napa! Silence is golden, especially when it comes to brakes. That's why Napa Silent Guard are built to be one of the smoothest and most quiet brakes on the market. Made with fiber-reinforced shins that eliminate noise for the life of the pad, rubber-coated hardware for a better fit, and quality design that meets and exceeds OE performance. Silent Guard brakes deliver the stopping power drivers demand. Available now at Napa locations nationwide. So now at the end of the race, a couple laps to go, I know you said post-race that you weren't just going to push uh, for the win. You wanted to find that drafting partner. What was it about Connor Mosack and the the instinct to kind of trail break a little bit, get back and, and get that run uh, that ultimately got you the lead there on the final lap? Man, I, I've been I, – I know this is only my fifth super speedway race, but I've been watching guys do this for – longer than some of these guys that we've raced with have been alive. And, uh, you know, I don't know if it was just, I've seen, uh, you know, cup guard, cup, cup, cup drivers, expanding drivers, whatnot through the years, just do those same things. Um, but I'm kind of a monkey see monkey do type person. And, uh, you know, I just, I kind of pictured everything happening and, you know, we come off of turn four, to take the white flag. And I'm like, I, I got to get to his bumper. So I was able to get to his bumper. I kind of engaged with him. I disconnected the start finish line to try to get another run. Uh, and that run was, was, you know, my, my plan was to, to get to him off of two and push him out again to where I could get a run at the end of the backstretch. And it, it just worked out exactly the way, I, I guess exactly the way I envisioned it. It's exact way that, that we had planned for it to happen and and uh you know a lot of a lot of luck there i think as well yeah because the caution didn't come out you were mm -hmm. able to execute the move and and there wasn't that last lap late race yellow like we saw in the three uh national series of the sport over the weekend uh, big picture now um you finished fifth in the championship standings a year ago a lot of 
folks have deemed you a, a championship contender this season uh, with the, the drivers that finished one through four a year ago, moving into the, the NASCAR Craftsman Truck Series, the NASCAR Xfinity Series. Um, but, but how do you see your full season playing out? Obviously off to a good start here, getting ready to go to Phoenix here in just over a week. Yeah, I feel like uh, we will be better than we were last year at some of the races we go to. Uh, first and foremost, I'm gaining experience. Um, yep. Second, we 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 learned a lot last year about setup, and and Jim Long and and my guys have have been working all winter long to to make our cars better. Um, so you know we're we're really looking forward to getting out to Phoenix to see if what we've been working on is, is, is going to be better. Um, I think that'll maybe set the tone for us for the rest of the season. Uh, I, I don't want to say that, you know, this isn't going to give us momentum or anything because we have Daytona, right. But it's just, a, it's a different style of racing and, and uh, the things that you do for a Phoenix don't necessarily have anything to do with what you do at, at Daytona. So we're looking forward to going to Phoenix to see if our, if our, uh, our program is, has stepped up. What does a win Greg like this do for you and your team in terms of, you know, opportunities, you know, whether it's sponsorship in the future, you know, I know coming into this week and in this season, you know, there were some disappointments with some sponsorships falling through your lone speedway car. You know, this is your big shot, but like a win now at Daytona and the recognition and the prestige of that, does that, open up some doors maybe to kind of find more funding and continue this momentum? I I hope so. Um, you know, nobody's, nobody's hit my inbox and said, Hey, we want to write a, uh, any checks or anything. Um, you know, but, uh, CB fabricating is, is back on, uh, for the full season. Uh, we're just, we're just trying to, to have some room for some other companies to come on board. Um, but at, at the end of the day, we, we need more funding. So we, we hope that this will propel us to, to be in somebody that, that companies want to partner with. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, I, I think for the team and, and everything, I, I think it's going to uh, make things better. It, it's, it, I mean, it's definitely boosting the team morale, right? Cause now we know we can win. So uh you know, just, just gotta let, let, let some time pass and, and see where, where everything falls. Final question for you. And you said a moment ago, Daytona isn't like Phoenix coming up next week, but you can say that about any race. I think on the Arkham Menard schedule, the one of the most diverse schedules that we have in every series every year uh, between the short tracks, the road courses, the dirt tracks, the Poconos of the world, where do you see your, your strengths and where do you see the, the, the room to improve going into this year after the full season a year ago? Um, I think we can really improve on the short tracks. Our, our intermediate programs decent. Um, I, I think we'll improve there some, uh, but our short track program really suffered last year. I could never find the feel that we needed. Uh, never was satisfied with, with the way the car handled. And if we can get a few things fixed, I mean, we, we were, we were decent. I think we were, uh, you know, maybe an eighth place car at most short tracks. Um, but we, we have to be a top five car. And if, if we can get the feel that I had that I, I wasn't comfortable with, if we can fix that. I think we'll, we'll, we'll be in a top five position. 
Greg, to wrap things up, just walk me back to the emotions of, of last week. Uh, you know, I think the coolest thing I ever heard in victory lane was you saying that, you know, I, this, I'm not supposed to do this guys like me are not supposed to do this, but looking back on it now, what message do you have for those that maybe think, man, I, I don't know if I can make it. I don't know if I have the, the, the opportunity or, or, or the, the talent to do this, but you prove that a guy from short track ranks can come up and win. So what's your message to some of these young racers that watch our program uh, about making those dreams come true? Yeah, just don't ever give up. Um, if it's your passion, let it be your passion. You know, um, don't, don't let people tell you you're crazy for, for, for dreaming too big. Um, I mean, cause I, I've heard it, you know, I've heard, I, I've heard people tell us, you know, you, you're crazy for doing that. You know, when we, when we started talking about going from, from late models to ARCA, I mean, we had countless people that was like, Oh, that's, you know, that, that you, that's crazy. You guys are, you guys are nuts for trying it. And, uh, you know, it's just, it was a dream and, um, you know, that's kind of the way it started out was just as a dream. Let's just go, let's just go do some bucket list racing. And then, you know, we started, we started figuring out that, you know, this, this team is, is capable of running good. And, you know, I, I got, I got CB fabricating and, and the Barkdahl family to, to thank for a lot of that because they've, they've supported me the, you know, the, the last several years and, you know, it, 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 it changes your mentality when you get somebody like that behind you that believes in you. And, and, uh, yeah, I mean, it's just, it's just been, it's been unreal. It's been a ride. And did I hear too, that your wife was there for the first time in like almost two decades <laughs> at a racetrack. I mean, what are the odds that she shows up and now you're a Daytona winner? So she, she's been to races, right. But she's always had the kids and, and getting kids into the garage is a, is a tough thing. Uh, so she would always go to the stands. Um, I think she went to two races last year, uh, but I told her back in December that I had a really good feeling about Daytona when I started seeing the entry list, um, you know, going back to the, the previous question about it being, you know, a race that maybe an experienced driver could win. And I told her, I was like, I'm going to win Daytona, you know, of course she rolls her eyes at me. He's like, whatever, you know, and, and, uh, you know, you, you're just kind of talking smack, but it's like, you gotta go. We're, we're going to go to victory lane. And, and, uh, it, it was just, a it's just kind of a magical moment. Cause you know, I get out of the car and, and I mean, she's bawling her eyes out. And I mean, we've been together since high school and she doesn't cry very often. And, and to see her crying just, you know, it tore my heart out, but I knew it was tears of joy. And, and, uh, you know, that all the, the sacrifices and, and everything that we've done as a family uh, paid off right there. So it, it, it's uh, I, I can't even put into words what it what it feels like um, to be able to celebrate this with a group of friends and family, you know, that that have believed in in what we do for, for so long. Well, Greg, it was a true David versus Goliath story, and you came out on top. I don't think anyone in Daytona – I think everybody in Daytona last weekend uh, is a Greg Van Alls fan for sure. I know it was special for me as a Hoosier to watch you go to victory lane. So congratulations. Best of luck the rest of this Arkham Menard season. Hopefully we can catch up with you down the road. Yeah, thank you. Um, just want to, you know, do a shout-out to, the, to the, uh, the couple major sponsors that came on for the Daytona race. Um, you know, Vern's Concrete, local company, Sam Pierce Chevrolet, another local company to us. And, uh, 
and uh, Rick Horn with Econ Crude. It was a, uh, it was, it was a, it was an awesome weekend. That's for sure. Congratulations. We'll see you in Phoenix. Greg Van Oster, winner at Daytona. And again, the Phoenix race, the general tire 150 coming up at Phoenix raceway Friday, March 10th coverage live right here on the motor racing network. We're coming up on NASCAR coast to coast. We'll take a look at some races coming up on the calendar in the next couple of weeks. Also some news and notes before we close the show. That's all next on NASCAR coast to coast presented by Wheelan engineering. Wheelan Engineering, a global leader in the emergency warning industry, designs and manufactures reliable and powerful warning lights, white illumination lighting, sirens, controllers and warning systems for the automotive, aviation and mass notification industries worldwide. Wheelan products are designed, sourced and manufactured in America and tested on site to meet the toughest industry standards. Wheelan Engineering, manufactured in America for over 70 years. We never left and we're here to stay. The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Welcome back into NASCAR Coast to Coast presented by Wheelan Engineering. Just heard from your Daytona 200 winner, Greg Van Ols. Kyle, uh, really cool opportunity to talk to Greg. Uh, it's been a while since I've got to get a chance to talk to him, but now he's a Daytona winner. That's something that they can't take away from him. Uh, and will be interesting to see kind of what momentum this does for the rest of the season, especially going to Phoenix here in just over a week. Yeah, and he says it's going to be a grind to get that Phoenix car ready and then to tow it out to the to the West Coast. But he'll be able to do it. Um, he's also said, you know, off air that he's just not used to this much attention. Um, it's taken him a while to the last couple of days to, to kind of figure out these interview things because, you know, he really wasn't in the spotlight a year ago like he has been in the last uh, 72 hours or so. So good for him. It sounds like uh, all this media is beginning to pay off as far as the sponsorship front is concerned. And hopefully, you know, that that pays off, you know, with his performance on the racetrack over these next 19 races. Yeah, we heard it too on the interview. He said, you know, I'm still looking for for some more associate sponsors. So if you're watching the program, Greg Van Ols, give him a call. Be a part of something special here this year in the Arkham Menard Series. Uh, also, we had wrapped up the 57th annual World Series of Asphalt at New Smyrna Speedway. Again, like Kyle mentioned, Mother Nature, a little hit or miss throughout the week. And of course, it rained out the Richie Evan Memorial, the finale for the tour type mods on Friday night. But Matt Hirschman did, did something no one else has done a complete perfect sweep of the tour type mods this year to win another championship. And uh, he did it because they awarded full points based off of qualifying. So Matt won the poll. He gets the winner's points and he officially sweeps the entire uh, nine weekend, nine night weekend of the world series of asphalt for the tour type mods. Not surprised Kyle, because he's been dominant down there for so many years, but uh, pretty cool to sweep the entire uh, slate there down there at new Smyrna. 
Yeah, five in a row. Um, and and going back to wins a year ago, he won the last three, I believe, in 2022. So now he is on a streak of eight consecutive wins, which breaks the record held previously by the late Richie Evans and Reggie Ruggiero for most consecutive wins at New Smyrna. And he says he's not done yet. Uh, he has an opportunity to continue that streak when the tour type modifieds roll off there in 51 weeks at the New Smyrna Speedway uh, for, for World Series Racing 2024. So congratulations to Matt. It was a great show all week. He and Patrick Emerling put on some fantastic battles last Wednesday and Thursday. I was really looking forward to see how it was going to play out on Friday because Patrick had had enough. I think Matt had had enough. And it, it's going to be interesting to see uh, how that Richie Evans 100 played out. But unfortunately, um, Mother Nature intervened and they uh, they ended up canceling the event and awarding points and money based on qualifying earlier in the day. I don't call him big money, Matt, for nothing. So Matt Hirschman, no. championship again at the World Series of Asphalt. On the super late model side, how about Casey Roderick? Not without some drama, he takes the points championship with no breaks in that finale of the Orange mm -hmm. Block 100. It was William Suelich who took home the win, but for Casey, goodness gracious, just trying to hang on to that thing. You kind of need breaks in a super late model, but he's able to get it done and take home the points championship. Yeah, it was a good week, a good consistent week. Uh, I mean, five poles, two wins for, for Casey, one by 24 points over one of our uh, Northeasterners, Gio Ruggiero down there uh, at New Smyrna. Good feel of the cars. They hung in there for the most part all week. Um, the Orange Blossom 100, you mentioned William picked up the win there after blowing a motor earlier in the week in the Clyde Hart Memorial event. So uh, they had an eventful week. William Byron showed well during the week as well uh, when he wasn't on the big track uh, up the road in Daytona. So a uh, very competitive week uh, once again for the Super Late Models. That's right. And then the Pro Late Models wrapping things up with their heart-to-heart Prolate Model 100 down there at New Smyrna, and it was Connor Jones winning the points title, but Ryan Luza picked up his second win of the week, finished second in points to Connor. Connor never finished outside of the top four all nope. week long, so consistency paid off for Connor Jones to pick up the title. Won the championship by 30 points over Ryan. Uh, Carson Brown, a, a fantastic race, uh, picked up his first World Series win midweek. And Katie Hedinger, I think one of the big stories of the week and, and somebody yeah. that we're going to talk a lot about here in the coming years, uh, what, 15 years old? I, she might be 16. She's young. We had her on last year, uh, finding so much success at Hickory Speedway. Uh, she had, what, two podiums, then a big crash early in race number three. I thought she was done for the week. What do they do? They repair the car. They come back the very next night and she's able to take her first World Series checkered flag. So a lot of great storylines in the pro late models. And, and I think Katie was among the top, uh, not up there in points at the end of the week because of that crash. But whenever she was able to finish, she was up there toward the top of the podium with that, uh, including that first checkered flag. Yeah, absolutely. She's certainly a star on the rise. We're going to see her up here in my neck of the woods at Hickory Motor Speedway when they kick off their season in uh, just about a week's time, because Kyle, uh, not much going on on the race calendar this weekend, but once you get into the first weekend in March, things really start to pick up. I mentioned Hickory opening their 2023 season. Landon Huffman's going to try to defend his track championship up there. The Show Me the Money series, late models, Alabama 200 is the next weekend, March 4th. And then, of course, the Smart Modified Tour, Bobby Labonte back in action again this year. Ryan Newman scheduled to run some races. Uh, that's going to be next weekend as well. So things are starting to pick up a little bit once we get into the uh, first weekend of March. Well, it's 81 degrees down there, like you mentioned at the beginning of the show. So it uh, sounds like perfect short track weather. I know Jeff Striegel, who promotes 
uh, the, the Berlin Raceway and, and our anchor here on the Motor Racing Network on our NASCAR weekends said that they could have raced every Saturday in November, December, and January because the weather uh, was in their favor to run. Um, who knew? Because uh, they're usually buried in, in snow and ice, and that has not been the case. So hopefully we don't make, you know, it, Mother Nature doesn't make good in March. But, um, but yeah, it's been a weird weather uh, pattern this winter, but hopefully uh, things work out for these short tracks to open up here uh, in short order in just the next couple of weeks. Right. So a little bit light on the short track schedule this weekend, but of course this weekend also is round number two for the NASCAR cup series out at Fontana auto club speedway. The final time that auto club is going to be a two mile oval. We still yeah. to see what the final plans are going to be. Of course, rumors of a short track, but Kyle, this is a almost a bittersweet thing because Fontana is always one of my favorite races. You're going to be a part of the motor racing networks coverage that begins Saturday with cup series practice and qualifying at two o'clock Eastern time on MRN. Of course, the Production Alliance Group 300 for the NASCAR Xfinity Series, their second race of the season is going to be Saturday for 30 p.m. Eastern will be the coverage on MRN. And then Sunday, the Pala Casino 300 NASCAR Live Race Day at 3 Eastern. But uh, enjoy your time out there because who knows what it's going to be after this year. <laughs> Yeah, it's a, it's one of my favorite races as well. I mean, the track is, has aged um, probably more than a decade than it should have, but with that age comes great racing. The seams on the racetrack, give it character, the bumps on the backstretch that, that should be interesting with these, uh, these new race cars will be, uh, will be fun to watch. They seem to get bigger every year. A um, lot of character, great racing, three, four lanes for these drivers to choose from. Uh, can't wait to bring it all to, uh, to our listeners here on the Motor Racing Network this weekend. That's right. And then I get to join Kyle in person at Las Vegas for the NASCAR Craftsman Truck Series yeah. next weekend. So things are looking up. I can't wait to be back with Kyle in person. Uh, final news and note, how about Birch Run Speedway? 75 years of history fitting. It's now a NASCAR-sanctioned track on NASCAR's 75th anniversary season. That news was made official here this past week. Uh, up in Michigan, Birch Run has been host to many, many big-time races. I know Brad Keselowski's run up there in uh, in past races, but they're uh, now officially a NASCAR-sanctioned track, so part of the NASCAR Advanced Auto Parts Weekly Series uh, for those drivers up there. Kyle, I, I have never been. Have you? And uh, how about how that's pretty big news, adding yet another NASCAR-sanctioned track to the list. Yeah, that's something we've seen a lot of during this offseason. We talked last week, uh, it might have been two weeks ago, about the New York dirt tracks that have come on the NASCAR program for this season. Now Birch Run joins the program uh, in Michigan. They open up their season in a couple of weeks, the last weekend in August, and they have an event called Downright Awesome Night. It's a $21,000 to win modified race uh, that'll happen in the middle of the season. So a lot of fun things happening at, at Birch Run Speedway this year, and it all be it will all be under the NASCAR banner here in 2023. That sounds downright awesome to me. <laughs> sounds awesome. All right, we'll That's save travels out to Fontana. Of course, we will cover things uh, from there, and obviously all the short track news on next week's edition of NASCAR Coast to Coast presented by Whelan Engineering. On the road, in the air, and around the world, Whelan is trusted to be seen, trusted to be heard, and trusted to perform. Once again, for Kyle Ricky, I'm Chris Willner, our producer, Pat Jaggers. Thanks for tuning in to NASCAR Coast to Coast. We'll see you next week right here on MRN.